Hello, Sawona, how's it? Molo, Jambo, and welcome to Every Nation Devon Podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. Mafetu, good morning. Uh, well done for making it today. It's a long weekend. So, but the great thing about that is Jesus is still Lord. Hallelujah. Long or short, he's still Lord. Amen. He's still seated on the same throne he was sitting on Thursday. Amen. Even before this weekend, hallelujah. So well done for making it. For the first time visitor there, well done, champ, for visiting us. Uh, We are trusting God for an amazing morning. Hallelujah. Okay, so the year has started. We are almost there. December is just around the corner. Yeah, so that's... That's, ba- that's uh, how business people think, not you guys, okay? So I understand. Clearly, we're not all in business, eh? All right. Um, we've had a good year. I mean, we started with uh, the Abide series. Amen. I and uh, we abided. Hallelujah. We are still abiding, I pray, I hope. We are still abiding, AV. Um, then we started shifting. What's happening? We started shifting. Must I take a mic? So we st- must I keep going? All right. So we started shifting. Again, we shifted from Victor. My watch. Oh, this one, eh? All right. Okay. Wayne said I should keep going. Okay. All right. So, 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 so we started shifting. So we shifted from, there was a time where, we, where Wayne was sitting on the couch. There was a time before that where we were dealing with offense from victim to victor. And then Dr. Antliby came in last week. We were shifting from paycheck to papers. See a shift. Hallelujah. See a shift. So, so there's a saying, there's a saying that says, Ziakala Zakali anymore. Zia shift. Hallelujah. So we are shifting. So even this morning, we are shifting. Hallelujah. Say shifting. shifting. Say, yeah, shifter. Yeah, shifter. Say, as shifter. Hallelujah. Shifter. So we are going to go together. Okay. So you Zulus, Wayne, so Uziakala means they are crying. <laughs> Basically. Basically, they are crying. So I don't know how to. That, there's, a, there's a saying that says. There's a saying that says uh, JR. There's a saying that says John, uh, you don't translate Tosa Zulu. That they actually meant that. So it's it to them it doesn't mean they are crying. But yeah, to us they are crying. Okay. So that's why we are not crying anymore. Shifter. Amen. Because shifter, So it's a direct translation. It's common. Shifting, shifting, Hallelujah. Okay, so Dr. Antibi came up last week. Thank you, my brother. You shared an amazing word. Paycheck to people. So here's what stood out the most for me was there's offense. There are things that we need to deal with at work. You know, you are in a workplace or whatever. Wherever where you have to shift from paycheck to purpose, there's offense there. And he mentioned a number of things of racism, uh, of hurt, of being treated in a way that's not pleasant to you. And here's what he said. Uh, I, I, I wish you had a coach, my friend, because you're a doctor now, so it would fit sitting well there. But this is what he said. 
He said we need to take those offenses to God first. We need to acknowledge that there is a problem. When we acknowledge that there is a problem, that is halfway to winning the battle already. The other half, you then take it to God. And then you present this offense to God. And you pray to God that, Lord, how do I deal with this? Help my heart, Lord. You know, so that's one of the things he taught, he, he spoke about last week. And as we continue today, amen, as we continue today, what I want us to break down, continuing from there, is who is this God we are going to? And who are you to go to God? You know, so, so that's the heart of today's message, is we are shifting from slavery to sonship. That's the topic of today's sermon. I don't think the title was on the slides, Daniel, so it is well. So we are shifting from slavery to sonship. Now, what does slavery look like in what Dr. Antlibi was saying? Slavery looks like this. No, I deserve this ill treatment. That is slavery. So when you go to God, you're like, Lord, um, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. I deserved it, Lord. Uh, but you come anxious before God because you feel like you deserved that ill treatment or that specific behavior. That is slavery. But sonship says where you are at work at that point in time, sonship says, Father, what are you saying? At that moment, you don't go to a specific place, but you interact with God where you are at that time. So that's the heart of today's message. Amen. So we continue with that. I am reminded of, there was a time when I was pursuing uh, my wife. Uh, it was the right time uh, of pursuing my wife. So one of the key things I, I'd like us to learn, <laughs> one of the key things I'd like us to learn when we study the Bible is we need to be attentive to the word that is being said. Every word has a meaning. So that's why I had to bring in the right time there, because there's a meaning in that right time. Now, when I pursued my wife, um, she did not know I was pursuing her. So we were in grade 11, I was sitting at the front, and she was at the back. So she comes in in class, and I'm like, yay, 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 teacher, it's going to be a good class. So I wasn't born again then, so hence I would say that, you know, so... She goes and she sits on the other side, and from there, I start pursuing her. Amen. And thankfully, Jesus is faithful. Uh, he knows our heart's desires. Yeah. So, thankfully, I am married with her now, uh, after so many years. And this is the same thing that happens with God. We are sitting here, and he pursues you. Before you were born, he pursued you. Before you were born, he set a time. So there's nothing he doesn't know. Uh, I wish I knew everything as well as pursuing my wife, but God now, this is God we're talking about, there's nothing he doesn't know. So he pursues you. He longs to you. Okay, okay let me send my son. When are, you haven't even thought of the son yet. Dando had not even thought of me. Probably was thinking of daughter and handsome. Uh, at that time, that was the theme. I know now the time is yellow bones, so it's fine. So that is over. 
uh, the tall, dark, and handsome era has passed, Bablanga. Yeah, we are here now. We, we are here now. So, 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 Bablanga, we love you. So, amen. Amen. So, so, this is the same thing with us, with God. He pursues us. Amen. He goes where we are, and he wants to interact with us. Amen. Slavery to sonship. So, my prayer this morning is if you do not have a relationship with God, that you will have a relationship with God. My prayer to that, there are two categories to this relationship with God. There are people who are in God's presence but do not have a relationship with him. That's my prayer today, that you will have a relationship with God. We can attend the same church, but you and I are not in a relationship. We can see each other, hey, how was your week? How was your, have a great week. That ain't a relationship. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. You, we can pray for each other, but not be in a relationship. There are some of us Christians who we have been in this Christianity for years and years, but we don't have a relationship with the Father. So we're gonna, I'm praying for that today as well. There are those who have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. There are those who have, but do not have a relationship with the Father. The second category of people that I'm trusting God to speak to today, it's those who think or who believe I've made it. I've figured God out. You seek first the kingdom of God, and he adds. That's God, simple. My prayer there is that you will go deeper. Because every time we pursue God, there's a level that just keeps unfolding. So it's so easy to be in this category of you figured God out. Just keep going to church. You're fine with God. He answers your prayers. I'm praying that we will not figure God out. That we will live here today saying, Lord, I want more of you. Nothing more. Only suddenly can do that. Oh, but I want more. So, but we will live here thinking about Usandin. Nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just want you. I'm getting there, ne? All right. So, 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 so that's what we're going after, those category of people that I want more of you, Lord. Let us read the word from God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Your word is alive. Your word will never return void. We come before you this morning. Speak to us, O oh Lord. Speak to us, King of Kings. Reveal mysteries of heaven to us this morning. As we draw to you, Father, Speak to us, Modimoaka. Speak to us, Ntatewaka, in the mighty name of Jesus. Your word brings life. Your word brings healing. Your word brings direction. And we submit ourselves next to your word right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Galatians, let's go to the Bible. I'd like to invite you to read with me today. It's very critical. Uh, the, 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 the subject we're talking about, slavery to sonship, is very critical. Um, yeah, so let's go. The Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 5. 
it reads as follows. But when the set time, say set time. Now, I need to remind you again, word for word in the Bible is key. But when the set time had fully come. Now, let's pause there. Set time. Now, when, it, when something is set, our sisters who cook, fortunately, we've got many brothers who cook now. Hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. Um, those who cook, there's a set time that only at that time you will have to do whatever you guys do in the pot and then we eat afterwards. There's a set time. Now, here, what we see here, there was a set time. So God knew this thing before. He didn't figure it out. Oh, okay, this is happening now. Okay, there's racism. Okay, there's that. Okay, there's unemployment. Okay, there's poverty. Okay, my... No, no, no. It was set already. So that means God was not moved by what was happening. Hallelujah. So he figured it out before it even happened. So this is what happens now when you have a quiet time. You just stay there and you're like, Lord, thank you for your set time. Because in my life, there's nothing that happens you do not know. Let's keep going. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. So all this set time, it's all for you. That you, underline, might receive. Now, God doesn't force himself on us. Hallelujah. But he forced himself setting the time. He forced himself sending Jesus, but to you, might. That means you have a choice. Hallelujah. Doesn't put pressure on you. No, you must feel sorry for me. I've sent my son now, and he's there, and now you're not accepting him, and the cross is done now. Please accept. No, 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 no. That you might receive adoption to sonship. So there was a set time. God sent his son. You did not ask for the son to come. Because at this time, thousand years ago, no one knew there was a son except the prophets. So when the son is sent, it's like, whoa, what just happened? Alona just arrived, Daniel just arrived, Joshua just arrived, Forbes just arrived, hallelujah. The prophets knew I was coming. So this is what's happening here. We didn't know, hallelujah. Some of us, thankfully, we were all not born in this church. But there was this set time that we would receive adoption to sonship. So the whole intention of sending Jesus was so that we would be adopted and be sons of the living Father. Yes, repent, baptize, but the ultimate goal, what we see here, so that we may receive sonship. Next slide. Galatians 4, 6 to 7. Because, say because. Because you are his sons. Hey, hallelujah. Hey, my God, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Because you are his sons, it is not enough that you are his son. He sends his spirit into your heart. Like, 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 uh, Lord, I'm just, just, 
just because I'm your son, I'm fine, you know? But he does, he is like, no, no, let's take it further. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls Abba Father. Say Abba Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you his hey. What's that word, Wayne? Hey. All right, hey. So, yeah, hey. Hey. Hallelujah. He is still Lord. Oh, he's still Lord. English or no English, he's still Lord. Hallelujah. Seated on the throne, looking at us, enjoying diversity. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We bless him. We bless him. So here's what's happening here. God sends his son. Hey, my faith. I think we might just camp here and stay here and go here. God sends his son. It's not enough. He sends his spirit. It's not enough. He then makes you his earth. It's A, guys, it's A. For the sake of the sermon, it's A. Okay, you know what I'm trying to say. So he makes you a son and then he makes you an A to top it all up. So now this means if you are an A, you have inheritance. Hey, one. This person, now, 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 if you are a parent and we all belong in a family, we're all coming from a family. Now, we know the structure of a family, how it looks like. Most of the time, generally, um, in our culture, let me say that, the sons inherit. Now, the males inherit. Uh, most of the th- because now your daughters, their thinking is they will leave. Right? That's the plan from birth. Actually, that's the plan from birth. That's the plan from birth. That, who's all harm about so, Sobs and Sobs' brother are going to inherit everything that we have built in this household. But look what God says here. God is saying, female or male, you will receive inheritance. Hallelujah. God looks at no gender. So, when we talk about sonship here, we're not talking about a specific a male, but we're talking about the children of God. So, you come into this, already you are inheriting. Amen. Next slide. So, the, the first time we see you, Abba Father, it's on the slide just now, Mark 14, 36. Now, I want us to just zoom in on the word Abba Father. We won't be long. Abba Father, he said. Who are speaking here, church? Jesus. Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Now, the key word there I want us to take us to is Abba Father. And let's, now we know the story of Jesus, so we can imagine what happened here. What happened here, Jesus, this was just before he was accused, beaten up, taken to the cross. This was literally probably a day or two before, hours before that happened. And he comes to his father and he cries, Abba, Father. Now, this is the first time in the Bible we see the word Abba, Father. Now, if you put yourselves in Jesus' shoes at that time, you will understand that, you, you will picture the word Abba, Father, that it was a vulnerable, vulnerable moment. 
it was a moment of I'm finished type of a thing. You, you, you play with your imagination, but it was, it was a moment of intimacy because now he's facing this here and he's like, dead, dead. Please remove this if you can. Now, so when we now read Matthew 26, 39, is, let's read, going a little further. Now, this is Matthew accounting of the same thing that Mark accounted for. So, different authors, they interpreted it differently. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. Read. My father. Now, that is what Abba Father means. Now, what we see here, Matthew interpreted differently, but it means the same thing. Mark says Abba Father, Matthew says, my father. And this is the relationship that we are called into. We are called into a relationship of my father. My father. I know some of you are thinking now, I've never even prayed a prayer where I say, my father, I come before you in your presence. Most of the time when we pray is Lord Jesus, hallelujah, I come before you, Lord. King of kings, creator of heaven and earth. Now, Jesus here paints another picture of my father. I come before you. Can you just take that in? Now, the difficulty that we face with our father, my father, and the whole concept of sonship is, as a world, many of us, probably like me, and like many of us, we grew up in homes where the father was not there. Hallelujah. We grew up in homes where we were raised by our mothers only. In some scenarios, the father was there, but not really there. Right? In some scenarios, we were raised by our uncles. In some scenarios, we were raised by the community. Now, you look at those scenarios... You cannot see father. There's nothing that, when you think father, you think, oh, oh. <laughs> let me tell you my story. That's the first thing you think when you think father. When you think father, you think, oh, I hope I'll be a better father. You know, so, so now we are introduced to a father in heaven. Now, this image blocks us from going to this as a father. We then go to him as a Lord and Savior. Come, instruct me what to do. Okay, I'm going to do it. Oh, Lord, I did it. Thank, Lord, thank you for using me. And then we miss the father part. Because now, when we see the father part, when we go to him, it's different. We go there running. Because he's your father. And that's the sonship, church, we are talking about this morning. That's the sonship we need to shift on, where if you do not know what to say, you just sit in his presence. You turn on worship, I don't know what to say, Father. You just play worship. That's the relationship we are called to do. We are called into. I remember there's a friend of mine early this year, didn't know what to pray, and uh, I was saying to him, champ, um, just go and lie down 
on your stomach and just listen to worship. Because that's all it takes. That's all the Father wants. Now, you can imagine we have fathers of today who are, who are good like me. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm a good father. Uh, praise the Lord for that. Now, we, we, we now have a different image of a father because the fathers of this generation have learned from good fathers of the previous generation. So now we're doing better. So now, when my boy comes to me, he does not have to tell me he's tired. I can see he's tired. All I want is to spend time with him. All I want is to see him in my presence and for him to know that I am here. That is the relationship God is calling us into. Say, my father. There's a quote from Jack Frost. <sighs> Thank you, Father. Sonship is a heart that feels at rest and secure in God's love. It believes it belongs. It is free from shame and self-condemnation. It works in honor toward all people, and it is willing to humble itself before men and God. It is subject to God's mission to experience his love and give it away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, when, when, when we then understand this, so, so this is another picture, this is what then happens. When we then see God as a father, when we go to him, we are looking forward to go to God every day because he's a father. You know, he's your father. You know, so, and by the time you're done, you just can't wait to share what your father has done. Now, we can pick this up from many of these youngsters, all these kids now, when they brag about their fathers to other kids. So this is us now in Christianity. We do that without even thinking about it. Now, if you are to tell your son or your daughter that no, the world calls that bragging. Keep it low. Do you understand? But he's not bragging because he doesn't know bragging. A four-year-old, five-year-old doesn't know bragging. A four-year-old or whatever doesn't know that that person doesn't have a father. He is just sharing his excitement that my father bought this for me. This is what happens when we have a relationship with Christ, with God the Father. We share his word without even thinking about it. We share the good things he does without even thinking about it. Because we are not coming from a place where, okay, Lord, you are using me. You are Lord over my life. Okay, you are telling me what to do, how to live my life. But we are coming from a place of, I have a father. I have a parent who cares for me. Now, you want everyone to know that he cares for you. And if they don't have a father, there isn't another father anyway that come to this father. Because here, you will never be left nor forsaken. Amen. That is why now we see U Jonathan Nelson, Uti, when he went to Africa, he heard Usoni Bad and he said, Baba, oh, oh, oh. So what happens here in this song, they call father in their language, Baba. Now, the Zulus are thinking, how can I call God Baba? So if he came to Eastern Cape, they would have said, now, I can't even picture that prayer myself. 
But the, the minute I start praying it, it's like me and, and God are like this. It's a father and son relationship. It's a father and daughter relationship. Amen. I'm reminded of uh, we have an amazing uh, executive house assistant at home. Hallelujah. Now, when she came in, when she came in, the issue was the, the beliefs she has about how a home is run. Now, she believes that me, I can't go to the kitchen. And I cannot ask or I cannot question, I cannot challenge, I cannot, but I mustn't interfere with their business while she's here in my house. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can't. Now, end of the month, debit order me. Okay, fine. Uh, grocery me. Okay, fine. Jesus is Lord. It's okay. So we then agree that, okay, you will talk to my wife. Like, okay, sharp. So I go to my wife. Hey, I'm like, baby, I'm uneasy with this thing. Because me, I want us to have a relationship with her. But because she's filled up with her history, it makes her uncomfortable. This is the same thing that we face. We bring in all that history, and it makes us so uncomfortable, and we choose to stay in that comfort couch that, for me, a father doesn't come to the kitchen. I will come to you in the lunch or wherever. And we miss out on a relationship with God. Now, she thinks she has a relationship with me because I laugh with her only when I'm leaving. And the whole day she stays alone and when I call her, she thinks she has not known me yet. She thinks she knows me. Wait till she knows me. Her life will never be the same again. Now, I'm still talking about sobs. I'm still talking about sobs because I know many of you, you know me, your life has never been the same again. I know that. Now, now, yeah, yeah, now, amen, now, you can imagine there's a friend in my place who is not coming into this space you are it. This is the same thing, guys, we do with Jesus. That, that is slavery. That is the slavery we're talking about this morning. That we need to shift from that place of, no, 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 I don't, no, pastor there, me there, no. Connect with there, no, 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 me there, no, no, no. We are one. When, 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 when God looks at us, he sees Jesus and he sees you as one. It's not separate. Just because you sinned yesterday, just because you did not come to church yesterday, just because you work on Sundays, just because you don't attend Connect Group as often as you would want to, as you should, it doesn't change that you are still a son and a daughter of God. Just because you are not serving in church, it doesn't change it. Because this son was sent before there was even ushers or Connect Group. So now, now when it comes... And it's like, hey guys, Jesus wants us to have connect groups. You know, and you don't come, and then now you condemn yourself because Wayne said so, and Jesus is like, hey, hey, I died for you before that happened. You should go, you should go, because I'm a God of family. But 
If you can't, it's okay. Jesus is still Lord. Hallelujah. I am still your father. And I, I, I still want to be in a relationship with you. So what does slavery look like? Let, let's just zoom into slavery quickly as we're about to come to an end. Before that, slide six, Galatians 3, read as follows. Before the coming of this faith, now this is what slavery looks like, okay? We see this. Now, when, when, when we started earlier, we started in Galatians 4. Now, if you look at Galatians 3, just the verses before Galatians 4, you get to see what Paul was talking about. Because when Paul enters Galatians 4, he expands more on what sonship looks like. But I like what happens in 23. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law. So that's slavery now. Locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So we're locked up. There was no faith. So now this means the faith is revealed. So if we are not exercising the faith, that is slavery. Are you with me? Verse 24. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now, that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. Now, a guardian in this version was basically the laws. So the law, like thy shall not what, was looking after us. So that's the example Paul is making here. Verse 26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Zulu nor Kosa, nor white nor Indian. Hallelujah. Neither slave nor free, nor there is male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now, Dane Cresset's blog that, that wrote this, there's a table that will come up that shows us the difference between what does a slave look like and what does a sonship, child of God, a daughter looks like. Now, we see there work-based performance. That's your slavery. So if I don't go to Connect Group every day, I might not get this blessing. If I don't come to church every day, I might not. If I'm leading a connect group, how many people are coming to my connect group? Yo, only two people keep coming, yet we are six. Then you start condemning yourself. Constantly fears the father's disapproval. Feels examined and monitored. Fears the father's rejection and discipline. Yo, because I didn't give today in church, God might not give me more money. Yo, because I didn't give what I normally give, this is going to happen to me. Must compete with other slaves for the father's attention. So as you look at that, that comparison, if you're in a connect group, you're going to be breaking that in detail, that what, where do you normally fit in? So that's the purpose of a connect group. But the key I want you to get here, slavery, we disqualify ourselves. We disqualify ourselves. I've even been coming to church. That's why. I am of this race. I cannot have that. I do not serve in church. I cannot have that. 
Yet the Father is saying, everything I have is yours. Now, what we also do with that table is we qualify ourselves. Because I tithe, because I give, because I go to church every Sunday, therefore, because I pray every day at 5 a.m. and at 6 a.m. and later 6 p.m., therefore, that is slavery. That is slavery. So that is why uh, Jack Frost was saying earlier, the relationship of a father, it humbles you because it's grace, it's mess, it's undeserving. It, it, it humbles you to an extent that when you go before men and you tell your friends that, hey, this happened to my life, you cannot finish a sentence without saying, to God be the glory. Because you realize that it is not by your might, but it is because of God. That is why fathership, it humbles you. Amen. Wayne Dyer said this, if you are living out of a sense of obligation, you are a slave. So how do we then shift? Because we have to shift. We have to shift. Three things that were stirred up in my heart, Taps. Three things that were stirred in my heart. One, we've got to believe. Next slide, uh, Daniel. We've got to believe that God is your father. You've got to believe that. You've got to buy into this beautiful truth that God, you are my father. You have to believe it because that is why the Bible says you cannot please God without faith. So by faith, you believe. That okay, Lord, the Bible is saying you're my father. I believe. Let's see where this, this relationship takes me as I get to know you more. The second part is you must believe and own the truth that you are a son and a daughter. As a result, you need to start calling yourself a son. So, uh, Sissy, when he comes and he asks, who's your father? You must say, my father is God. And then you see, if he keeps staying, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. If you share the same father, he's going to stay, hallelujah. If you don't, he might be intimidated. Uh, yeah, so the last point. We've got to spend time with God and get to know him through scripture. This will help us to live out this relationship. Only those three things. Only those three things. As we wrap up, church, the heart for today is our saying, we've got to shift from slavery and move into sonship. It doesn't mean, of course, it doesn't mean we shouldn't serve. We should because it's who we are. Sons and daughters serve. It doesn't mean we should not go to a connect group. We should. It doesn't mean we shouldn't come to church. We should come to church as much as we can. Not because we are obligated, because it's who we are. There's a friend of mine at work who asked me a question. Sobs, do you ever wake up and come to work and you feel tired? And I started thinking that no, but now the question, I didn't want to sound like someone who's all perfect and holier than thou. 
So I started thinking, why don't I come to work feeling tired or discouraged? And then I realized that every morning, I don't wake up to go to work. I wake up to spend time with my father. Hallelujah. So I don't go to work from waking up. I go to work from time with my father. Hallelujah. Then I realized that that is why I am no longer discouraged when I start my day. Because I'm coming from a well, because I'm, I'm an heir. There, and the father gives me everything that is mine. He gives me peace that surpasses all understanding. He gives me wisdom to go into the day. He gives me hope that it is going to be okay. He gives me every plan that I am preparing the table for you. He gives me everything that I need for the day. By the time I get to work, some will say, oh, he's got it all this morning. Little did they know that maybe, yes, I did, but from the presence of my father. Amen. Maybe I don't know why you're laughing, but Jesus is Lord. Amen. So, Luke 15, verse 31, as we close church. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. Now, here, Jesus is doing a parable of the prodigal son and the son that left. We're going to continue with that next week. So we are going to talk about from fear to faith. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus. Amen. So, so, I think I actually wanted to see if you are awake. Wink, 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 wink. So, so we're going to continue with this verse in particular next week. What happened in that story? But what I want you to take home now is the father here, Jesus made this parable, but the key part I want you to get, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. Can we please stand? We are going to pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, so what, what does this then mean? It means from today onwards, I'd like to invite you into prayer. And many of us can fall into this place of thinking we've figured God out. That we know God. No, 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 I know God. I've been a Christian for the past 10, 15 years. I know God. I'd like to invite you to a, to a prayer this week. Starting now, where your prayer, you start addressing God as Father. I'd like to invite you to that this week. And we will, we will recap how did that change your life. In your connect group, if you're meeting on Wednesday, Thursday, you have enough time to practice that and give feedback of how does it feel when you say, Dade, I come before you. Father, I come before you. When you start coming in God and say, my father, I come before you. I'd like to invite you to that way of prayer. There is nothing wrong with other ways of prayer. That's God. He's everything. But for the purpose of today, we need to know this side also. 
And if we are to dwell in this side more, we will see amazing things in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at endurban.org. Remember to subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sermon. Be blessed.